Thanks so much for joining me in this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today, you'll actually be joining myself, my son Brock, and our special guest, Dean Graziosi. Most entrepreneurs are familiar with the name Dean Graziosi, but if you're not, you're for sure familiar with his face because you've likely seen him on late night TV. He has had so many top infomercials. But Dean is also a New York Times bestselling author. He's an entrepreneur. He's an investor. Now, this isn't in Dean's bio, but what I love about Dean is he's got ADHD and dyslexia, which means he often struggled with traditional education. It's probably why over 20 years ago, he was so inspired to deliver kind of a different form of education, education that was more fulfilling, education that was outside of the traditional educational system. His impact has been tremendous. Last year, he partnered with his friend, Tony Robbins, and they launched the biggest co-created program in the history of online product development. This year, Tony and Dean decided to expand that impact, and they've tapped others like myself and many others you know in the information space to be a part of this challenge, to reach over a million people, to teach others what it takes to share your education, your experience, and turn that into a really successful business. Now, I want to invite you to be a part of a challenge that Dean and Tony have asked me to speak at. I'm so honored. It starts on May 11th. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, you need to click the link that you'll see below the show notes, or it's just really easy to remember. Ownit24.com. Ownit24.com to be a part of this priceless yet free five-day challenge with myself, Dean, Tony, and countless other great leaders in the industry. As I've mentioned, I have over 30 years of experience in business. So sometimes I imagine you're listening and thinking like, it's hard to relate because you're at the beginning of your journey. And for that reason, I wanted to make sure that Brock's voice was an important part of this interview because I know his questions are the questions you might have. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Well, Dean, thank you so much for joining us today. I thought it'd be really cool to have the perspective of, you know, myself having been in business for more than 30 years. And then, of course, I invited my partner in crime, my son, Brock, who is also the co-host of our podcast, Build Your Tribe. And then we also, we do a business together. You know, although he's been in business, I should say from his freshman year in college, he's a relatively new entrepreneur. And so I want the audience to hear from both perspectives and to hear the similarities. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to have this time with you. Oh, I love it. It's great to be here. Great to be here with both you guys too. I love the completely different worlds, but the similarities that we can find. Yeah. One thing I find really curious is learning that you too have ADHD. Yep. And I think it's really very common for those of us who have a difficult time focusing, whether you've been diagnosed or not. I think a lot of people are like, I think I have it. And they make jokes about it. But Either way, if you find yourself struggling to focus, struggling to be productive from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., if you find it difficult to sometimes complete a task, that that might mean you have no business being an entrepreneur. And I'd love to give your thoughts on whether people who struggle with focus can actually be successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. So so I'm so glad you asked me this. And I love questions that I've never got before. So thank (laughs) you for that. I believe the complete opposite. I mean, if you look back through history, ADHD and ADD have been the catalyst for some of the most successful people in the world. Just Google who's had it throughout time. So I want to tell you, 
I always felt that way. I just felt that I could get more done than anyone else. And I don't know why I had that belief. I'd love to say it was an epiphany or I learned it. I just remember thinking, everybody says I have ADD. I got diagnosed with ADD and I'm like, wow, I think it allows me to do more faster. Maybe I'm a little more stressed. Maybe I forget a few things, but I get more done. And then it fundamentally shifted for me with a gentleman named Ned Hollowell. Do you know Ned? No. Oprah called him the number one ADD, ADHD doctor in the world. He's written, his big book was like a world gone ADD. That's how he Mm. spelt it instead of Mm -hmm. mad. Mm -hmm. And I met, I sat with him sometime and he said, I said, well, if you had to just give it to me quick, what would you say? He said, ADD is having a Ferrari engine with bicycle brakes. And if we can help people have the right brakes, no one can go faster than them. Now, it doesn't mean if you don't have ADD, you can't be successful. Please no. But you asked me a question about that. And I want to tell you what he said. I said, so how do you help so many people? And here's his answer. He said, picture Johnny in school. I help adults too, but picture Johnny's in school. And his teacher says, sit down and read this book. And Johnny's having a tough time reading and his foot is tapping. He's looking around. He wants to go to the bathroom. He does this. He forgets this. And what does his teacher do? Say, Johnny, it's getting frustrating. Johnny, sit there until you read. And when Johnny can't take it anymore and gets up anyway, he has ADHD, he's hyper and they want to medicate him. He said, some people need medication, but here's what I found out. It's more of a lack of confidence than it is clarity and exercise. So what we do is I surround his parents and his friends and his gym coach and people. And what we do is find out what Johnny's already good at. And we all support him to make him great at what he's good at. And what happens is his confidence goes up. And I've found a connection between confidence and slowing down. Because if I can get Johnny's good at math or science, and all of a sudden he starts getting A's and he starts getting applause. He said, all I know is in three months, Johnny's sitting down reading the book better than he ever had before the medication because he's confident in one area in his life. And he said, a lot of times with ADD and ADHD, They're told so many times, oh, you forget everything. Oh, you're sloppy. Oh, you didn't get this done. Oh, you don't focus that you lose your confidence and you just believe it. And he said, ADHD, you can end up a billionaire or in prison. And it's a millimeter shift between the two. Wow. That's huge. So so then if ADD and ADHD, so much of the focus is on the negative aspects of it, the weaknesses, if you will, how do you shift and start to find, you know, like if you're a new entrepreneur, how do I know what my strengths are? How do I know what I should focus on? Yeah, a great question. And I think at the end of the day, right, we have so many things coming at us. And I think we have to be investigative reporters, right? We have to explore, right? It can't be the magical money machine that comes in your inbox every five minutes. I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. I know that's the tendency, mm-hmm. but I think what we have to do is kind of just look under the hood. There was a great quote by Wayne Gretzky that I probably shifted to match, you know, something that really aligns with me. <laughs> but Wayne Gretzky was an amazing hockey player. He was from Canada, played here in the States. I'm not a big hockey player, but I, I love people that just excel in what they do. Somebody asked him why he was so good. And he said, some people skate to where the puck was. Most people in hockey skate to where the puck is at the time. He said, I found this way to skate where I thought the puck was going. And I think where we get clarity is when we investigate and figure out where is the puck going, not jumping on what everybody did yesterday or the thing that's hot today. What is something sustainable and long-term? And again, there's a million other ways to get clarity and focus and all that kind of stuff. But I really think the one thing is when you know where things are going and you can put your focus on that, it starts to give you more clarity. That's awesome. So many of our listeners feel like 
the people who are really successful must have something uber special, like this God-given gift. Yeah. They're really connected or they're really tall, really beautiful, really smart, or they just have this really unique gift. And that is the reason why they stand out. It's the reason why they've been successful. Is that true? And can you speak to that? Well, I'm five foot seven, so I don't <laughs> definitely not the height. <laughs> and, no, so five two. Um, listen, here, here's what I want to share. I know that's the belief from the outside, and it's also the belief that can cripple you, right? And I want you to just think about this. Most people think because I get DMs every day. Hey, if you'll partner with me, if you'll invest in my company, if you could have, and I hear that. But I want to tell you, the most successful people in the world didn't have resources. Mm-hmm. They had never-ending resourcefulness, right? And I just want to share with you the secrets to being wealthy. I used to think I had the chance to spend a week with Richard Branson. It was a total fluke thing. I helped raise money for one of his charities. He invited me to his island and he wasn't supposed to be there. He was there. I get up at 5 a.m. He gets up at 5. He's like, hey, you want to sail tomorrow? It's like, uh, yeah. And, and <laughs> I, you know, And I had this opportunity to sail with him and he's a billionaire. And I remember thinking, well, millionaires, we have to do all these little things, but billionaires, I bet you he's going to say, he's going to open up like a shiny box and sunlight is going to come out and go, oh, and this is how you become a billionaire. Yeah. And it's not. And the part I want to tell you, and I know you've heard this before, if you're listening right now, thanks for spending time with us. I know you have a lot of choices. The little things are the big things. The little things are everything. So all mm-hmm. the things when you hear about having a, a compelling future, focus on solutions. Don't let your old beliefs drive you. Don't let the beliefs of your parents and friends from your child be the beliefs that carry you forward. All of those little things at 52 years old and blessed to have more success than I ever could imagine possible. And I started in cars, Micheline, just yeah. like you did, right? Schlepping so cars at 17 years old. When I look back, there was no big catapult. There was these mini leverage points when I said, I'm not going to believe I love my parents, but if I do what they do, I'm going to get what they have. I'm going to love them, but not model them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to focus on what went wrong or whose fault it is. I'm going to take all my energy and focus on what could go right in my life. I'm going to focus. There's things that rob my confidence. We talked about ADD. You want confidence. When I watch the news, it robs my confidence. When Mm -hmm. I have negative people in my life, it robs my confidence. There's certain things when I work on my weaknesses, I still can't read well. I have dyslexia. Mm -hmm. When I try to read, it makes me feel insecure. When I'm insecure, it lowers my confidence. I feel like an imposter. I play small. Mm -hmm. So I do everything in my power to avoid the things that rob my confidence and empower the things that make me courageous. All sounds like boring little stuff, but added up at the end of the day, when other people give up, I don't. And that's the reason you two don't give up is because you've found ways to do these little shifts that keep moving you forward. Success isn't the short game. It's the long game. Who can stay in it long enough to learn what doesn't work, learn what does, and keep repeating it? Well, I just have to say, you use the term robbing your confidence. And I wanted to ask on behalf of so many people I've heard from this year who have been hearing this message, like you've got to step into your authenticity. You have to know who you are and boldly be you. And don't worry about the naysayers. Don't listen to the haters. Just like step into your purpose, understand your why. But I've heard from so many people this year that have been robbed of their confidence because they've watched other people who've done that come under attack to, you know, maybe be held accountable and sometimes rightfully so. But I think there's this fear that if I do that, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I make the wrong people angry? What if I offend people? What if people come for me and they attack me? And, you know, if someone's already struggling with their confidence and they see this happening in the world today, what do they need to know? to help them overcome that fear mentality 
that's stopping them right now? Like, what if this happens to me? Yeah, great, great, great question. And it's like a flood of answers just came running to me Mm. at once. But here's what I want to share. At the end of your life, let's say you're 100 years old and you get the chance to meet your maker and you sit down with God or whoever you believe. I believe in God. If you sit down with God Mm -hmm. and God says, okay, so tell me about your life. Like, you know, I had this passion to be more. Yes, I'm a mom and a wife, but I know I could have started my own thing, done my own thing. There was, you know, Dale Carnegie said that the biggest plight of the human race is knowing you have more potential, but not utilizing it. That's stuck in my head my entire life. I've heard it 12 years ago. But imagine being at the end of your life. And when God says to you, or your maker says to you, well, why didn't you go for it? Well, you know, I didn't want people to say negative things. And, you know, my girlfriends thought it was crazy that I was going in this industry or it was during this era that people kind of criticized you for being successful or going after. Now, I'm not talking about the people who deserve it. I'm talking about just being afraid of being you. Right. Could you imagine as those words came out of your mouth, that that belief, that story stopped you from being the woman God meant you to be? Now, I don't think God would do this, but I play tricks on myself, Shaleen and Brock, all the time when when I hesitate. Could you imagine if God played you a video of the woman you could have been? Mm. If you didn't let that story, that belief, that fear stop you, they don't make more and outstanding, but they don't make statues of critics. Those that let that inner self-doubt run their lives, I believe are the ones at the end of their lives with the most regret. I'd much rather say I tried miserably. I kept failing. I failed a million times, but I went after it. I squeezed the juice out of life. I showed my children the example of a woman or a man that goes after it, even when they're afraid, even when they step up, right? What's courage? Confidence doesn't come until you're courageous. Like everybody wants confidence. You don't get confidence until you're courageous. And courage isn't moving forward in the absence of fear. Courage is moving forward when you're scared to death. For you to be where you are, Shaleen, you had to be scared 1,000 times, if not more, since you were 20 years old saying, this is crazy. I'm not in the fitness world. I sold. How do I get on a TV, an infomercial? Oh, my God. I'm going to prepare and look. No. Oh, my God. I look silly. I'm shorter. I'm like, there's so many times you're afraid. What did you do? You took imperfect, uncomfortable, courageous action, and you failed forward. That's, I mean- We're not trying to oversimplify success, but it's not a magic wand. There's nothing you need to invent. There's nothing unique in the world ever again. Everything's been figured out. I hope you figured out an invention, but it's not. (laughs) It's really just this consistency of these little shifts and finding a way to believe in yourself. When the fear does creep in, when these negative thoughts do start to appear and manifest, How do we actually keep going through that fear? Because I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be listening to this right now, feeling really fired up and motivated, but then the podcast ends or, you know, this conversation ends and they walk away and then the doubt starts to creep back in. So so what do we tangibly do to move through that fear? You know, Brock, I'd love to answer that, but it's been about 20 years and I haven't, no, I'm kidding. I, I, I still feel, I haven't been afraid at all. And it's just so, it's puppies, rainbows and a greased runway, right? It's like bigger success, bigger problems. I'm scared once a week. I say, man, is the world going to figure out that I'm not that smart, that I shouldn't be here, that I shouldn't be a best-selling author and all that. I still have it. I don't think it ever leaves you. But what drives me, Brock, and what a great question, you know, a compelling future is great, but more than that, and I don't want to get into purpose and your why people talk about, but I got to tell you what drives me. I really know what's important to me and what success means to me at this phase of my life. At 20, it was completely different. It was probably partying until four in the morning and dancing on a table, getting bottle service. I mean, ridiculous. I wouldn't do that if my life depended on it now. (laughs) But at this phase of my life, 
what success means to me, and it just it might sound boring to you, is I've been picking my two kids up from school every day at three o'clock since they were in kindergarten. I don't miss a day, 98% of the time. Today at three o'clock, I'll be outside when they come out. They're 14 and 12 pretty soon. They're not going to want to hang out with me. They do. I don't miss a day. I coach the little league. I catch mm. for my daughter. She's a softball pitcher. She's going to pitch tomorrow at three o'clock. I clear my schedule because I can. And what's important to me is being in control of my decisions. My parents, amazing parents, they both worked their guts out till nine o'clock at night. They were divorced when I was three. They never had choices. They couldn't come to my games. My sister and I cooked our own dinners from seven years old because they were working. They didn't have choices. They weren't in control. They didn't own their time. They didn't own their future. They didn't own anything in their life. Someone else did. So for me, I know what's important to me. My kids, I'm going to pick them up at three o'clock. I'm going to coach Lily, coach softball. When my kids say, hey, dad, can we hang out this weekend? I don't care what's going on. Or if they say, can we go someplace for a day? Just I'm going to take every one of those and make my decision. So how does that translate? That's my definition of success, being a better husband every day of my life to my wife. I'm so in love with my wife. I fall more in love every day. I need to put the time in to make sure that never fades. So when you say you wake up and you don't have that fear, what I think of is no one is going to tell me what I can do with my kids. No one's going to tell me how to raise them. No one's going to tell me I can't pick them up today at three or I can't go to this weekend tournament that's two states away. So when I think about that and when I feel doubt, I would chew through a concrete wall. I would bust through anything. I would burn through steel because I know why in my heart and I fight for it every day. So find not only design and lay out your compelling future, dig into your heart and like, why the hell do you want it? It's not just money. It's way deeper than money. Yeah. And I can attest to the first time I met you, which I don't know, maybe it was, was it how many years ago? Eight years ago, maybe? Probably eight years ago. Yeah. And that was, we just had this kind of quiet moment over by the refreshments and just kind of getting to know each other. And, and that's what you shared with me. I'm like, okay, this guy, I love him. Like that really meant a lot. Like, the, you know, there's a lot of things you could do. You could share with me your accolades and your resume, which a lot of people do when they're at networking events. But I love that the thing you wanted to share with me was your devotion to your kids and how this life has allowed you to honor that. I think there's a lot of people listening. I know there are because I, I meet people all the time who are like, I know what I want. I know what freedom looks like for me and I don't have it. I know what success looks like for me and I don't have it. I know what it looks like, but I don't know where to start. How do I change where I'm at today? Yeah, really great question is, think about this. The word that will stress you out when it comes to launching or scaling your business is how. Mm. Literally write that down. How stresses you out? Oh my God, I want to get more. I think I want to do this online thing. So how do I get more followers on Instagram? Well, maybe I should do viral videos on YouTube. How do I do that? No, I heard paid ads on Facebook are great. How do I? No, no, TikTok is the new thing. Do I dance? I'm going to just do silly dancing like Shaleen and her son. And we're going to do fun <laughs> stuff. And I'll do that on TikTok. No, I suck at dancing. And I'd be <laughs> all you ever, we think we ask this how, and we'll go through how so many times. Till we get to a point and go, oh, that's overwhelming. I don't know how to do it. And we play small and we go back to where we were and we didn't like it because we wouldn't have thought about it in the first place. Mm -hmm. I want you to replace the word how with who. Mm. Someone else has already started in that business. Someone else has already scaled in that business. Someone has already made mistakes in that business. Someone is willing to pull back the curtain like what Shaleen does and provide a course, a training, a workshop, a mastermind, a weekend Zoom event. You could start off where other people left off. When people say, I just don't know how, I'm like, well, figure out who 
and go mm. cut a check to them for speed. And in, in our world, you could cut a check for a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, 10 grand. Like we have the ability to discover and learn specialized knowledge in the niche that we want to be in from someone who's already done it. And I think when you replace that, it changes everything. Well, let's talk about the who, like, how do we find out who that is? How do we get near that who? You know, I think so often people believe they have to invest their life savings in order to get close to someone who wants to pour into them or share their knowledge and experiences. And I know you are on the cusp of doing something that is exactly this, like teaching people how you do this, because you have done this. You and your good friend, Tony Robbins, have both done this. And so many of us have learned from both of you. I mean, I think about my first infomercial. This is so funny. Sorry, side note. When I filmed my infomercial from my cell phone, and a lot of it was in my car, don't ask me why, but I was like, I think I'm the first person to think of this. I don't know if this has ever been done before. And then I realized after catching one of yours, like, oh, that's where I <laughs> was inspired to just be myself and like no special film crew. And sometimes it's like just watching and, and learning from someone who has done it before you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that opportunity, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. It is a time in history, I believe, to explore. I said earlier, to be an investigative reporter on where the puck is going, where is the world trending towards? And that's why Tony and I, we're doing something pretty special on May 11th called the Own Your Future Challenge. Yep. I know you know because you're a part of it and yeah. we have so many incredible guests and it's going to be a five-day challenge and it's free, completely free. And we're going to pull back the curtain on this industry. And I think the most important thing is day one. Day one is about you having the confidence to unlock your creativity and just squashing that imposter syndrome that's already held you back. All the excuses, all the beliefs. I know you've been through it. If you listen to Shaleen and Brock, you're already following this type of stuff, but we're going to go deep on crushing it and showing you the opportunity. And then over the next four days, literally show you that the asset that you might have, the most valuable asset you have, you know, they say knowledge is the new currency. Knowledge has always been the currency, just the world's finally realizing it. If you're listening right now, would you take a new car or would you take five days sitting down with Brock, Shalene, and I to lay out your business? What would you do? Would you take the car or the five days? I know 100% of you are going to, 98% are going to take the education. But here's the crazy part. You have something, a mess that became your message, an experience, a skill, a hobby that someone else is starting off on day one. So what we're going to show you over these five days is how do you unlock that asset? How do you know what to teach? How do you find the people to teach it to that want to buy it from you? You can impact their lives by them giving you money. How do you elegantly sell it through service, not some cheesy sales process in an industry that's growing to a billion dollars a day, according to Forbes? How do you find the people that are already out there through organic social media? All of those things. We want to just pull back the curtain and take away the mystery. And then we asked a couple of our friends. And then we asked a couple more of our friends. And literally, we have the greatest cast of people coming that all of them contributed their time for free. There's not one speaker that even wanted to get paid. It's, these are unprecedented times and everybody wants to come to serve. So it's five days. You got to go check out the guests. It is going to be absolutely insane. So here's what I'd suggest. I get excited about this because I haven't slept in a month putting this together. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping for a million people. Wow. And we're already halfway there, depending on when you're listening to this. We're almost halfway there right now. And it starts May 11th. Put it in your calendar. I don't know if you guys have it in your show notes, but I know we have a, a URL call. Own it to four, own it to four.com. As soon as you're done listening, go reserve your spot. 
it's only happening once. This is like only once in a lifetime. It really is. It's because of COVID that we can wrangle all these people together. It's over five days. And at the end of the five days, the training goes away. So you're going to want to be there. So it's ownit24.com. And what I'd suggest is get an accountability partner. Like mm. take that link right now, send it to a friend. You know, you work out better at the gym when you got a friend. Go through this with a friend. Talk about it when you're done. Call each other up or text each other. Get on Zoom. Say, what did you learn? What did you learn? What are you taking away? Who did you like best? I like Chilean. I like Brendan Bouchard. I like Jenna Kutcher. I like Golatanmo. No, no. Like we have so many amazing guests. You can't miss them. And I'd get an accountability partner. And the last thing I'd say is sometimes when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. This five days is free. But trick yourself that you paid money for it. Just because it's free, don't devalue it. Pretend you paid money and show up with pen in hand, shut off the distractions. It's going to be really fun. If anything I shared today during this podcast, just even sparked your interest, then you definitely need to join us. That's a great tip too, to just imagine you paid for it. Because mm-hmm. really the most valuable thing that we have is our time. So you've got to invest your time wisely. What's going to be a better use of your time? scrolling TikTok or Instagram or actually learning from. I cannot believe how cool it is. The number of people in our industry, experts, leaders, thought leaders, people who share their own expertise, who have all come together to do this together, to share basically a roadmap. Yeah. And here's the cool part. When you watch everybody who's going to share you know, a technique, a strategy, None of them were born and said, Hey, I'm going to be in this industry where I share what I know. Like all of them came from, you know, being in a cubicle and saying, Oh my God, I thought this was success. I'm done. And walking out and saying, I'm going to figure this out on my own. Some were from corporate America. Dave Hollis was in corporate America. Great job with Disney. Quit, scared to death, went through big shifts in his life. Now he's impacting people. He's like, I finally found freedom. I'm the man I was designed to be. And I didn't know mm-hmm. it. I mean, Brendan Burchard was ready for bankruptcy. Like Mm -hmm. literally his future wife was supporting him and he said, enough is enough. So we have people starting from almost bankruptcy in a good job, in a job they didn't like, all just decided to take their life experience and help others. And now look what they've done. So if you think this isn't for you, you got to be there. If you're already in this space, you absolutely have to be there. Yeah. And I hope people will. So check out that link that's in our show notes. Brock, go for it. There will be missteps, obviously, along the way. There will be failures. How has it helped you to embrace those missteps and those darkest moments in your life or in business? Yeah, really great question. I love that one. Think about this. What if, and this might sound cliche, and if I have too many things, it's how my brain works. I like to attach stories to these things because they help me. What if there was a success tax that you had to pay to be successful? Mm -hmm. And what if there was a success auditor to see if you were worthy for success? Everybody thinks success happened. Like Shalene, it's like overnight success for you, right? Took 30 years to get here, but overnight success, right? What if you had to fail and it could be three times, it could be 13 and your success is on the fourth failure or the 15th failure. Mm -hmm. And what if there's a success auditor going, you know what, Brock's failed twice. He's still staying positive. He's still working forward. He learned from it. Let's give him a couple more failures. And if he still is going, then I think we need to open up some opportunity. I know that might sound silly, but that's the way I look at it because I failed as much, if not more than anybody listening. I've cried at night. I had a bleeding ulcer at one point in my life. I went completely broke. I went through a divorce. I've made dumb mistakes as a parent. All of those things have happened in my life. 
But I realized that was the journey for me to be better, to learn from. Or I could just bail and go, hey, it was Obama's fault or Trump's fault or Biden's fault or this one's fault. Like we all have someone we could blame. We all have an industry we could blame, a spouse to blame, a parent to blame, a president, a Congress to blame. Or we could just own our future. And that's the name of our challenge, the own your future. You just own your decisions, realize no one's coming to save us, realizing that we have to fail a certain amount of times. And on the other side of one of those failures is going to be our next level. And when you look at it like that, it doesn't make failure fun, but it makes it part of the journey. And joining a challenge like this is almost like outsourcing your failure. And what I mean by that is when someone else has done it and they have made the failure, they've made the mistakes and then they've corrected course and they have a blueprint or a map, if you will, on how to avoid that pitfall and you invest in someone like that. If you invest in other people who have done it before you, you can avoid a lot of those failures. You learn from those failures without having to experience them personally, I guess, is a way I would I love that. saying it another way. It, no, it's outsource the failure. Like why learn through your own trial and error when somebody else has already been there? Yeah. yeah. So I want to encourage everybody to do that. Dean, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you for inviting me and Brock to be a part of it. We're really excited. And we're excited that we've got so many people who, you know, this is your year, as you said, things are so different than they've ever been before. And I keep saying that we are in this moment that I just don't know if this is ever going to happen again, where for free, you can literally have a reel go viral and reach a million people. When you and I first started, if you wanted to reach, you know, a very small market, you had to invest $50,000 for a commercial. And if it flopped, it flopped. You didn't get a second chance. You didn't get to just use hashtags and reach a ton of people. Like this is just such a precariously perfect moment for people to plan their future and to design the life that they really want. The life that is right now a dream that freedom that you desire it's possible but it's a really special time and i'm so happy to be a part of this oh thank you guys so much and look forward to hanging with you and on the challenge yeah it's awesome thanks dean see you guys again this is an invaluable challenge i mean you get to live stream with tony robbins and dean graciosi and so many other great leaders people who can share their experiences their pitfalls, their missteps, and help you to be successful. Don't wait. Get yourself signed up. Go to ownit24.com right now. Oh, and be sure to send me a screenshot of this episode and let me know that you're in the challenge. 